You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and today's show comes to you on Friday, May 20th, one day after media had access to OTA number three for the Giants on Thursday. So today I thought we would uh, offer you some some impressions from that uh, from that OTA, as well as some of the audio from head coach Brian Dable, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, and several of the of the players as well. First, let's talk a little bit about what we saw on Thursday. Obviously, this is still, you know, the middle to end of May. Games are not played until September. So lots of things can change in terms of personnel, in terms of packages, in terms of the plays that we see. Uh, so I wouldn't draw any hard and fast conclusions from what we saw, but still there were some things to uh, to discuss, you know, from what we saw on Thursday. One of the things that that we saw uh was what the Giants might plan to do or might be looking at in terms of replacing cornerback James Bradbury released in a salary cap move and of course now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. We had speculated that uh, second-year man Aaron Robinson, drafted last year in the third round, might be ticketed for some work on the outside at uh, at corner in, in the, the spot formerly occupied by Bradbury. And that is indeed what we saw on Thursday. We saw Robinson on the outside with Adoree Jackson on the other side and Darnay Holmes in the middle at in the the slot cornerback role. Now as I said, it it's it's May. We don't know if that's how things will turn out for the Giants, but they are giving Robinson a look in that spot on the outside to see if he can handle it. Giants also made a bunch of roster moves this week, bringing in a bunch of of defensive backs. I think they made five roster moves, four of which were in the uh in the defensive backfield as they looked to uh, to add some depth there was also interesting to see Shane Lemieux who spent last season on IR with a partially torn patellar tendon in his knee uh, on the field and working with the first team offensive line at left guard offensive line coach Bobby Johnson said that Lemieux was a player he really liked coming out of Oregon and that that uh that he looked forward to the opportunity to coach Lemieux, and that to this point, he doesn't know of any physical limitations that Lemieux has. And again, 
Who knows how the the starting left guard spot is going to work out. Giants drafted Joshua Azuda in the third round. They have veteran Max Garcia as another option. They still have Ben Bredesen, who did a lot of work on Thursday at center, you know, perhaps uh, looking to build some versatility as he uh, tries to, to make the roster in 2022. But interestingly, you know, Lemieux on the field working with the first unit, Looks like he might have the first crack at at earning that left guard job. Also interesting to see the way that uh, that the Giants are developing this offense. During rookie minicamp, we saw some interesting things. We saw a we saw a formation with a second round pick Wandale Robinson lined up more or less just off the edge of the line of scrimmage with. Tight end Daniel Bellinger actually in the slot on uh, on Thursday we saw lots of of formations with running back Saquon Barkley lined up as a wide receiver. Several times we saw him lined up out wide. A few times we saw him lined up in the slot. Uh, there was one particular play where we saw Barkley in the slot with. Uh, with backup running back Matt Breida in the backfield. As uh, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka both said on Thursday, the offense and developing the offense and the plays that they'll run is all a work in progress at this point. But interesting to see that it looks like what the Giants really want to do is spread the field as much as possible, get guys, uh, get, get guys out wide, use Barkley as a receiver. As I said, it's a work in progress. We'll see what it looks like when the Giants get to September. But was an interesting note that it looks like uh it looks like the the Giants are intending to to get Barkley out uh out as a receiver as, as often as possible. Another interesting note on the defensive side of the ball you know, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, is known, of course, as a guy that loves to bring pressure, loves to bring exotic blitz schemes. And and during some of the drills that we saw on Thursday, the Giants were working a variety of stunts and twists and, and you know, different blitz packages just in terms of who goes where. So obviously that work is already in progress in terms of installing those, in terms of working on those. And it was kind of interesting to see, you know, how all of that developed. Another interesting note was that both offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and wide receivers coach Mike Groh both had lots of good things to say about second year wide receiver Kadarius Toney, just about his personality and about the work that he's done since reporting to the voluntary off-season program. Obviously, the Giants have a lot invested in Tony as a first-round pick in 2021. Didn't have the uh, kind of season that that he would have hoped to have had last year, but Tony appears to be off to a good start. He was on the field on Thursday wearing a red non-contact jersey. Did not participate in any of the uh, of the team periods. But he was there. He did a lot of work on the side along with Sterling Shepard, who also is in a red jersey and did not uh, participate in team periods as Tony works his way or as as Shepard, excuse me, works his way back from uh, from a, a torn Achilles tendon. So it appears that uh, that at this point in time, Kadarius Tony 
appears to be uh, off to a pretty good start in terms of the impression that he is leaving with the uh, with the Giants new coaching staff. All right, Giants fans, let's uh let's get to some of the interviews I have available for you here. Some some clips from Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and some of the uh, and some of the players as well. So let's let's hear first from head coach Brian Dable as he talks about the process of building an offense along with Mike Kafka, who came from the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, both guys you know have been part of very very successful offenses, but both guys come from from different schemes. So the process of sort of melding their two systems together and figuring out how all of that will work with uh, with the personnel that the Giants have has been an interesting one. So let's hear from Brian Dable about that. Brian, I know um, it's the Giants' offensive playbook, but if you um, you know if you would circle the things that maybe Mike has brought, um, would there be a lot of circles? Well, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to. We're working through that right now. I'd say that Mike has contributed uh, very positive in terms of additions and, and plays. And so have the other coaches. You know, Mike Groh has been around some different spots, and, and DeAndre is coming from college and has some unique things, and Bish was at Baltimore. So, you know, we're trying to put together a, a package that we think our players do best. That's what we're trying to find out out here. Obviously, there's no pads, so that we still, we're still a work in progress. But, uh, you know, I said it last week, Mike's a really smart guy. He's done a really good job of of leading that room as the offensive coordinator and in the meetings and, and out here on the practice field, and, and we're lucky to have them. The natural, assumption, the natural assumption is that uh, your offense is going to look like it did in Buffalo, right? That was your offense there. What do you, what do you say when, to that thought? I say we've got a lot of work to do to, to still figure it out. Um, the guys have done a great job. Look, we've installed a lot of plays. I think the, I, I tell the players the train's not slowing down. We're just speeding up. Um, the more we can install and the more they can learn, the more we can figure out what they kind of do better. You know, we were just doing a little install right there today, and I, t- I told KT, I said, look, if, if you feel comfortable with this route, you know, we can call it this way versus Kenny. If you feel more comfortable with this route, we can call it that way. I think that's the job of a coach, too. You just don't take the system that you ran. you got to figure out the players you have, their strengths, their weaknesses. Uh, some are quick, some are more physical, uh, and implement them in that regard in terms of the passing game and the running game. With that being a case, Coach, is there's never a you know definitive end time of installation. Is that something that happens all throughout the time you're going to be here? Talking about end time? End yeah, time. no, we're always adding. Uh, again, and I think you have to know when to pull back too. You know, there's a lot of things that run together, but I believe in in putting as much pressure as we can on the players during this time. You know, if they go out there and, and mess up a player here, you know, it's it's May right now. I think it's May, right? Yeah, May 19th. So, like, we learn from it, and we keep growing and getting better. A lot different than when you're getting ready to play in September. So now is a good time to see. You know, it's the same thing with Daniel. I'll tell him to try to fit tight, you know, tight throws in there. You go out there and throw a few picks at practice and no sweat. You know, that's why we do this, uh, to see what we can do and what we can't do. Now let's hear a little bit from offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, who spoke to media for the first time on Thursday Kafka talked about some of the same things that Dayball talked about in terms of developing the offense along with uh, with Dayball and about uh, his uh, his relationship with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. What are your impressions? What were your impressions of, of Daniel Jones, if any, from afar? 
And then what have you learned about him in particular here, getting a chance to work yeah, with him? Yeah, I, I really enjoy working with him right now. Um, he's a smart kid. He works hard. And uh, those are all things that I heard about him. But being able to see it in person has been great. And, uh, you know, right now just developing that relationship with him is, is the most important thing. And out here in practice, seeing him operate, seeing him communicate with the players, and how he talks to each and every group has been, has been really cool. So you mentioned him being a smart guy. How, how do you in particular see that, like, for yeah. example? Well, the amount of installs that we're giving these guys, the plays, the load that we're going to give um, our players as far as install-wise, he, he's absorbing it. He's able to spit it back out, get guys fixed and cleaned up on the field. Um, so th those are things that I'm looking for right off the gate, like getting guys lined up correctly, getting the huddle sharp, crisp. Like th those are things that are important for pre-snap stuff. You got, you and uh, Brian obviously hadn't worked together before, and you both come from you know different systems. So what's the process kind of been like of combining yeah. your thoughts and your process for like the, the playbook and all that? We we actually did. Work, well, I was I played for New England when he was in New England for a year back in 2014. So we had a little bit of a relationship, and we've been building that. Um, over the years, and the combines and texting in the off season and stuff like that. So, um, Dave has been great. You know, our relationships can continue to build as we go through the phases. Is it hard for you to leave Kansas City? I think, you know, at, yes, it's a great team. It's been, it's, it was an awesome experience, uh, but this opportunity was um, was something that was special to me and my family. And so, you know, it wasn't just something I took on a whim. I wasn't just going to go to any team. It had to be built the right way with the people. You know. Um, the Mara family, Dave's, Joe, uh, the, the players that we had here. So it was all that encompassed. But of course, I mean, I have a lot of great relationships and great people in the in the Chiefs organization. I respect them. Have um, a lot of respect for the coaching staff and the guys there. How much does the potential to call plays factor into that? I mean, obviously, you know, coaches when they want to take go to the next level, that that's usually yeah. plays a significant part of it. Yeah, I think Dave Dave's kind of touched on that. Right now, in phase three. We're just taking it, you know, kind of day by day. I'm calling the plays to the quarterbacks in practice, and then we'll let we'll let Dave's evaluate that, and he has every right to evaluate how he wants to handle that. But you would like to do that at some point. I mean, in order for your progress, your, your professional advancement. Or of course, I think every, you know, I think every offensive coordinator aspires to call plays. So yes. Now let's hear from some of the Giants players. First up, we'll hear from quarterback Daniel Jones who was asked on on Thursday about the Giants deciding not to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah, you know, that was certainly, um, you know, out of my control, out of my hands, and, and that's uh, the business part of it. So I understand that, and, um, you know, my job is to, to prepare to play as well as I can, um, help the team win games, and, and that's certainly what I'm focused on. Was it disappointing that they didn't pick it up? Uh, you know, it just, just uh, kind of is what it is. And, um, you know, you're focused on preparing to, to play as well as you can. And, and uh, you know, that's my that's my goal. That's what my focus is on. Do you think about your future? I mean, now that you know, like, hey, this is going to be the last year for your deal, how do you sort of look at that moving into this year now? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, you know, natural to, to think about a little bit. But, um, you know, I think... You know, you're, you're you're best you're better off focusing on what you're doing now and preparing as well as you can now. So taking advantage of every day um, to prepare and, and um, you know we're in an, an important part of the off season right now, starting up our OTA practices. So um, they're valuable opportunities you can't afford to to miss out on. So that's certainly what I'm you know focused on and, and uh, working on. Daniel, to so take that next step, what does that mean to you? What do you have to do this year 
to prove you're the franchise QB, get the next contract, et cetera? Um, you know, I don't think it's, it's uh, you know, that's really the, the mindset or the focus. I think it's more about um, winning games and, and, you know, knowing that, um, you know, if we, we win games and we have a good season, then, um, you know, that's going to take care of a lot of things for everyone. And that's, you know, that's the focus um, I think we have as a group, as a team, um, you know, throughout the locker room, coaching staff. I think it's, it's to play well and win games. Um, that's what it's about. So everything we do is, is about that goal, pushing to that, and, and um, that's certainly my focus. Obviously, if you play well, you're gonna, if you play well, you're going to win games. The team's going to win games, right? So that's uh, the idea. it's rocket uh, <laughs> science. So um, what's your confidence level that this will be the year? I'm sure you're confident that you're going to play well this year, right? So what's your confidence level, and why do you have the confidence that this will be the year that you're going to put it all together and be consistent? Yeah. Um, I'm certainly confident in, in, uh, in myself. I'm confident in the team we have, um, in the coaches, and, and the you know the system. I think we're all learning it, and we're uh, you know improving daily uh, with it. So um, there's a lot of reasons to be confident. I think when you look at look at all those pieces, and um, yeah. So we've got to focus on what we're doing now. You know, we can't focus on um, results in the season. I mean, that's a long way away. We're focused on. Preparing now, uh, practicing well, improving every day, and, and making progress. Dan, Dan, the, the, the head coach was, was hired to be the coach of the team, but he's a coach who's an offensive guy and he's um, um, you know, works with quarterbacks. So, what do you think Brian and this offense and Mike can do to help you as a quarterback um, that you have not maybe had before? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they they bring um, they both bring a ton of ideas you know new ideas and uh, from different systems systems that have had a lot of success um, had quarterbacks with a lot of success so I think you know all those ideas hearing new thoughts hearing um, you know with new new concepts new plays I think you know all that stuff but um, yeah I think so just trying to pick up those little things here and there and and uh, listening to um, you know some of their philosophy on playing the position playing offense um, Looking for opportunities to make plays, times when you know they're, they're aren't, they aren't there, and to protect the ball. I think you know all those conversations, just learning from from their experience um, and uh, what they've been around, the success that they've had. Next up, we hear from second-year edge defender Aziz Ojolari, who had a, a eight-sack season for the Giants in 2021. Ojolari talks about. Uh, his off-season training, and why he chose to add 10 pounds of muscle heading into the 2022 season. How much weight you put on? I'm at like 255. How much were you at before? I two, around like 245, 246. Why did you do that? Why did you add 10 pounds? Man, you know, I just feel like, you know, just trying to improve my game, my weight, you know, just hold up, you know, just, you know, I just feel good, you know. So. I just wanted to feel, get bigger. Was that the team told you that you did on your own? No, I did on my own. Is that how you played that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How did you assess your rookie season? How do you think you were you happy with it, or was it more to do? Nah, it's definitely more to do for sure. You know, you know, season didn't go how we wanted to go for sure. You know, uh, you know, it was a team game, so you know, we got to come out there, try to get better every day, try to do what we can to win, whatever we can to win. 
Finally, let's hear from defensive lineman Leonard Williams, a former first-round pick of the New York Jets, who was asked a lot of questions about Giants' first-round pick Kayvon Thibodeau, who will uh, oftentimes line up next to Williams in the Giants' defense. Do you give um, Thibodeau any advice on you know kind of what to expect coming in here? Uh, not so much advice yet. I've been kind of just like uh, more like paying attention to him, seeing what type of guy he is. And, uh, you know, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Um, it's like small things where, you know, we have a few guys on defense uh, giving the, the ones like a – or giving whoever like a show look, you know. And if they need like an offensive lineman or something like that, like he's like one of the first ones to like try to run in there and like give a look. And uh, I appreciate things like that from, you know, top picks because, um, you know, he knows that – you know, there's still more that he has to give to the team. And, you know, just because he got drafted high doesn't mean that, you know, he can't help out. So. He's a pretty big personality. Uh, honestly, I thought he was going to be more than he actually is just because, you know, from what you see on TV and and uh, from his draft day and stuff like that, I was like, this guy's definitely a character, you know. But uh, meeting him in person, you know, he's a humble guy and uh, he's ready to work. And and like I said, you know, he's one of the first people to go in there when we need to look and and things like that. So I'm definitely impressed with those things. How are you impressed by his play? I mean, Yeah, I mean, it's just been a few practices so far, but, uh, you know, you can still see guys' attributes in, in, you know, the three practices that we've had so far. And, uh, you know, he's showing great speed, uh, you know, great pass rush IQ. And uh, you know stuff like that. You, you have not always had that during your career, mm-hmm. as far as having guys on the edge who can you know apply so much pressure. Right. Uh, with 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 Kayvon and Aziz, if that can manifest itself, what does that do to the defense, and how much does it help you? I mean, I think it will help the defense. Um, you know, a lot. Um, you know, whenever you have top guys in any position, it's going to help out a lot. And uh, you know, I, I definitely have a lot of confidence in him and Aziz. And uh, like you said, it's, um, it's going to be great for me inside and playing with guys like that um, that are going to make the quarterback step up. And, and if I'm playing in the middle and they're doing their job, I'm going to make them roll out to them and vice versa. You know, we feed off of each other. And that's our show for you today, Giants fans. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.